My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. We have a super exciting guest coming on our show. The guest I'm bringing on, Michelle Peth, is a chief executive officer at Beat Tan. As a business owner, a sig- sig- uh, single mother, and female spokesperson, Michelle has a wealth of knowledge about structure about struggling to make your dreams come true against all odds. She's also the host of the Beat Goes On podcast. Welcome to the show, Michelle. How's it going? It's going so good. I'm doing this from my car, so I'm the true entrepreneur style right now. Um, But yeah, it's going great, and I'm so happy to be on here. Well, it's an absolute privilege to have you on. So no worries about the car. This is entrepreneurship. Yeah, we we still make it work, right? So I love it. Um, You know, I know I gave you a brief introduction. However, if you're open to filling in in those gaps and kind of telling us a bit of your story as to how you got to where you are today, um, I think that'd be incredible. Yeah, I'll do like a quick run. Um, I got into sunless tanning. So my company um, makes sunless tanning products. Um, both professional, meaning that has to be sprayed professionally out of like a spray tan gun by a person. And we have a whole retail line, but um, just to back up and start like from the, where it all began, I started spray tanning on my sister 18, oh, well, 19 years ago when she had some skin cancer scares, she's a redhead. Fast forward to eight, nine years later, um, I had my very first spray tan, um, product I made my own after just like dealing with the difficulties um, or the things I just wanted to simplify it for the redhead the everyday woman everything was so like bronzy and gold which is fine if that's what you want but we just kind of my sister being a redhead with sensitive skin I just really wanted to simplify it and I had customers at that point after using you know other brands and so I was just trying to make it easier for me And then through that process, I had people show interest, many women that were customers of mine show interest in learning how to do it. They were moving away and worried they wouldn't find that particular product. So I taught a few of my clients how to spray tan. And now I have 160 certified spray tanners all over the U.S. Um, And then when COVID hit, we all shut down. I had 100 and how many? I think when COVID hit, I had around, I don't know. 50 something odd certified part, I call them certified partners. And they were all calling me like, what do we do? What do we do? And that was a moment where I had to start mentoring and coaching and taking it to a different level. So that's when I took it to online and allowed them to sell the retail products. Cause we also developed a little line of retail, which is now a larger line. And I let them sell through the website. I came up with an app. I pretty much hunkered down and figured out how I can help all the girls while keeping the company afloat because we were service-based. And now here we are 2023 and we just had the biggest month in January of our wholesale side of it. So I just kept making it happen. Um, And it turns out that the wholesaling, the retail products help make the brand bigger, which helped the girls that do the professional line. So it all just now here I am this I actually have like a big company and um you would have had to pinch me 
I mean, you wouldn't have to, you would have not been able to convince me years ago that this, I would be here. It all was just hard work and pivot and then some pivoting and pushing through and here I am still doing it. And I, I cried a little bit last month because we had such a big month because it's, I just, it's still so unbelievable because I'm having, I really am having so much fun and it's grown so much, but it all started with a little spray tan girl in Savannah, Georgia, spray tan and her little sister, just being a good big sister, truthfully. I love it. This is incredible. So Michelle, January was your biggest month and it feels surreal um, how far you've come, right? So tell me a bit about like how you go about delivering your services today, or is it the same as you were mentioning um, mentoring and getting them involved the retail side? Tell me a little bit about that. So the spray tan partners are the easiest because they're literally, I have a storefront, I have two spray tan locations here in Savannah, but I started out being mobile. So you can start from nothing with this business. And I was bartending prior, single mom. And so the spray tan part and helping my sister. So it was a fun hobby for me that I got really good at and became a small business. And and then I, because of, I think the passion behind wanting to help my sister, it just like caught on quick it was contagious like people wanted to feel they wanted to help me support my sister anyway you know it's just life like things happen and it it grew and then I started to teach the business side of things um and like I said when we shut down and I went more retail like direct to consumer and learning how to sell the products online to keep the company afloat because prior to that I was mostly helping the service space the beauty service side of it and not the retail, even though we had retail products that we pushed with the service. So we took those retail products and I learned how to sell online. I had a website, but we really weren't super active on there. And then people started hitting me up for wholesale to sell the actual retail products out of their like boutiques and salons. So I have like four pillars. I have my local business, my, um, spray tan partners, my retail direct to consumer and a wholesale now. And we just started wholesaling January of last year. So I hope that kind of answers like that was never really the plan. It just kind of, I think, I don't know. You can't put, you can't pin me down and tell them, tell me I'm going under. I will find anything to float on. I I think just coming from that single mom and me raising my son alone, sorry, motorcycles, um, the, (laughs) you know, I think that just was what made me figure it out. And I didn't want to limit myself with this because there are brands out there that are doing it all. And I'm like, why can't I? Right. Absolutely. So tell me how you juggled it all being a single mom and, you know, accomplishing this. I mean, you beat the odds. So if you don't mind diving into that topic, I think that's super um, valuable. So when I say I beat the odds and and really how I want to inspire others is I was a bartender. I was living my life as the bartender. I was spending my money like bar- most bartenders do and meaning I didn't have the, I didn't have a bad credit score. I really know not a lot of credit. So when the business started to grow, I kept going to the bank and I couldn't get a loan. Everyone was looking at me like I had three heads when I wanted to get a loan to get more inventory because it was selling and I was very frustrated. So I got my real estate license in three months. I saw my Casey, my friend Casey get a fat check and I said, I can do that. And so I went and made my own money and funded my own 
darn company. <laughs> I funded the whole at that time. It was very small and I just, no one told me no. So I think when I say I beat the odds, I just figured it out. I figured out how to grow it. And, um, you know, I talked to some private investors. A lot of people wanted to buy in and me give them a percentage, but I really always felt uneasy about that. Um, so, I, but I did get like a private loan. So I kept growing. I just didn't let the bank tell me no and me go, oh, I can't do that. I just was like, you're not going to tell me no. I have a great idea. It's growing on its own. The business is showing me that it's something good. And my customers are telling me that. And if your customers are telling you, you need to grow and there's more demand for it, that's who the heck, that's what everybody wants is people who are interested in what you believe in and you're doing. So when I say I beat the odds is because originally I was told no so much and I just didn't take no for an answer. I truly never have in my life, but in regards to business, that was a, that was a little more intimidating to me. Um, and I, and here I am, you know, we've had the biggest January ever last month. So I'm, I, that's what we meant when we say we beat the odds. Plus we spell it like beat, like we spell everything. <laughs> so that's, that's the best. You know, definitely the odds there. Yeah. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about your client acquisition. What is that process like when finding maybe partnerships or people who want to get involved with the, the wholesale or the retail? So me personally, it's all referral based. Um, um, for the for the spray tan partners and the people interested in that, usually it's referrals. It's referrals from the current partners. We give them a referral fee for um, for passing on another certified. There's like a buy in. They pay for training. They pay for their equipment. It's pretty much a business in a box. We even build their web, website and booking system. So someone who has no idea how to start a business, they can latch on to that and and come learn how to have a business. So it's really, and it's not like a catch. Like some people are like, where's the catch? Is this an MLM? Is this a franchise? I'm like, no, dude, we're just pay. We are just training you and then giving you all the equipment and based on the success of me and the other partners. So a lot of it with that part of it is referral based. Now the direct to consumer, I think trickles off just because I'm not doing any ads. I do some, a little bit around like the holidays but it's all referral based um, for me. And then wholesale, I do go to trade shows, expos um, a few times a year. And I actually really love doing that. Um, I think the face-to-face was missed. So I decided to do one and, um, and it's old school, dude, but I'm just saying, like, I think some people appreciate that, like going, setting up a booth. It's so cute. It's so fun. I love the face-to-face relationships that I get there as the brand owner. I think it's really important for me to do that and explain how to use the products and, and it actually be me telling what I, what I'm telling you right now. Um, so as far as wholesale goes, I've really enjoyed the trade show, but the rest of it is all like refer and word of mouth. Um, now during COVID I did run ads, but I think we all had to. That was a different to time. get out. That's a different time. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But now, Tell me a- now we're, you know, try, sorry, go ahead. You go ahead. No, 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 no. You go ahead. So COVID you run ads and now you're not having to. Not as much. And I think, um, because of the type of businesses that I have, I think self-tanners have a bad rep. And I think when it's referred, I think that, I think when it's referred, people trust it. I mean, I'm sure uh-huh. you've heard all the rumors 
talks about self-tanner, the orange, the whatever. It's not, when when this product is um, recommended, it's, um, you know, it, it just, people trust it more than an ad because it is, it can be, it can go the wrong way with our, with our products that they won't. And that's, you know, I made sure I developed them so that they wouldn't do the orange and be hard to put on. Again, I simplified it. So I, I'd like to keep it that way. Cause I think sometimes an ad takes away from it, but you know, you do what you got to do based on what's happening. And I will always do what I have to do, but I miss that. Like one-on-one so the whole the wholesale the the um what am I trying to say the trade shows are still I I do I don't do as many as some companies but I I think it's important with this type of product that needs to be explained and understood the trade shows and the referral base is just the way to go so I have to like really you know get in my email campaign going on and get be active on social media and it's exhausting but it works social media is like the world fingertips. So I really active on my Instagram. Amazing. So let's talk a little bit about your, your podcast, the beat goes on podcast. What were the intentions behind it and where is it at today? So we've only aired, I've pre-recorded like 10 episodes. We've only aired two that airs every Monday at 10. Um, and the point of the podcast was exactly what I was just telling you, like what I get out of a trade show, what I get out of a spray tan client or somebody coming into my store. It is a way for me to attract others in the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial world, um, particularly women. So I have a lot of women guests on there who are, who have small businesses, um, large companies, um, purse designers, jewelry designer, clothing. um, The the episode that just aired this Monday is a jewelry designer and a clothing designer that actually inspired me and helped me, then helped me believe I can do it. They were very helpful. And there's some funny stuff in there too. But if the point of the podcast is to attract anyone who wants to listen to me talk and is, is like so surprising to me, but it we've our first day we had 200 downloads and I was like what the heck so I think what I'm my point of it is is I think like what you're doing here it's like what struggles did I have and I just want to inspire and motivate and help and I and and on a bigger platform than just Instagram I want people to you know because on Instagram you get like 30 seconds but a podcast you get 30 minutes to an hour so I really want to hopefully attract people to my company without having in an on another platform in a different way so I'm testing it out but I have to tell you it's inspiring me it's doing a lot for me at the same time as I'm hopefully doing it for the listeners so that um is very special to me that and all the guests that I've had on there are people who have impacted me so far. And then I can't wait to meet new people like we're doing with you right now. Like this is, this is just so amazing that we can do this, you know, right. So crazy. Today's in today's day. And how do you feel about it being, I guess, globally now you're able to connect and have opportunities Mm -hmm. globally instead of just say, in your own community. Now you're opening up doors all over the world using the podcast. Do you find that exciting? I, it's the most exciting thing to me. I mean, again, if you would have told me I would be here five years ago, I'd be like, yeah, right. Um, right. So I, yes, I love 
I love how you can connect with others through a podcast um, and learn, you know, learn and grow with all of these other people doing their own thing. I, there's nothing, I'm a sponge. There's nothing. I try to gain, like sponge up a little from everyone I meet. And I um, love that I can also do that through my experience in business. I think it's beautiful, wonderful. And I love every second of it. And I'm fresh in the game, but I love every second of it. Amazing. So how do you go about getting the the right fit guest onto your show? Do you reach out to them or do they reach out to you? How, what's your process like? So I am on a platform. Um, I have a, a producer, which he's really affordable, but he also has his own podcast. Um, and oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank right now. No worries. But I'd like to share because I really like it. Um, anyway, there, there's a platform. If anybody wants to know, just reach out to me. I'm going to give you all my social media. But I really like it because it puts it out there. It connects well with YouTube. So we had um, a thousand views on our first episode on YouTube. I never had a YouTube presence before. So by integrating the two of those, it really put me out there. Super exciting. I can't believe people want to listen to me talk. <laughs> but um but I have a lot to say and I'm, con- and I'm learning to be confident in that. And I have a lot to say and help people. And I've learned that from mentoring these women through these spray tan businesses, but also outside of that. So I, I, I get a hold of, I get a hold of the people. Well, right now I have a slew of people that I want to have on there because they are inspiring to me. Savannah is full of bad ass women. I mean, they are just full of entrepreneurial boss babes whatever you call them whatever you want to call them there I have a very cool group of um women in business here in Savannah and those are my first guests but stretching outside of that we just reached out to people through this platform with Rayshawn's help because clearly I've got a lot going on so I hired someone with some experience to help me book the shows and even he's like even he's like wow this is good but I think for me, if anyone out there is wanting to like start a podcast and get involved in it, it sounds really cool. I think get someone cool with experience to help you. And I think start locally where you already have people that know you and then go from local to regional to, um, you know, to national and then go from the, you know, go from there. So I think that's the reason I had so many downloads was because um, I've grown a business for myself in, in Savannah. And so a lot of those people were my Savannians. So that's, I think that's a good way to grow it. And I hope that answered your question. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So are there any ways that you're monetizing the podcast at the moment? I do push a little on it. Yes, I push, I do push a little um, ads behind it. Just like I said, like um, locally and regionally, right. um, a little bit, like we'll have like little clips that we put out there, um, but I okay. do it for my personal page which is weird, mm-hmm. but my personal page, I changed the name to the podcast name, um, changed it to a creator page, went public with it. And I was like, I want these people to know who I am. They can scroll back three years and watch when I sing karaoke. I don't care. So right. I really, the point of my podcast is to be authentically me and have, and talk about the real problems the fun like what we're talking about with business but also the hard part and I want people to know I'm a real person not just you know talking it's real stuff it's really happening and you know you can scroll back on that Instagram and see me bartending and I'm not making that up <laughs> so that's that <laughs> I love it point. yeah that like you're being authentically of, you 
Exactly. And I think that's what people need and really truly want. And, um, and I think it really does help connect you in a whole different way when you're being authentically yourself. So everyone that follows me is my friend, you know, cause it's right. my page. It's not some second page. It's like me, I'm posting, I'm going on the stories, not daily, but I do get on there. I post my kid, I post my store. Like it's authentically me for sure. And that I, Honestly, the best way to grow is being authentic and being yourself. That's Mm going to be the most relatable. The most people are going to listen to that and reach out. So I think you're doing it the right way. And it's, it's, it's good to hear that because, you know, there's oftentimes you try to, you know, try to be someone that we're not just sound the best or sound better, but we have to realize, you know, just be yourself and you're going to attract all those people to you and all those, the right fit entrepreneurs and stuff to yourself. If you talk Right. No one wants to hear all the good stuff all the time. They don't want to hear all the bad stuff all the time. Like just be yourself and tell what you're going through. You know, I, Mm -hmm. it took, you know, and and I'm very proud of myself and I'm just not getting used to saying I'm proud. I'm very proud of where I am. I'm super proud of that. It took a therapist (laughs) therapy for me to get to a point where I can say that. And I want people that I want people to know, you know, like that, and we're all going through it. We all have imposter syndrome. We all have these things as we are want, we're all scared in the beginning and then we're scared in the middle. We're still freaking scared. Um, right. So that's the point in my podcast is I just really want to help people with the emotion side of it, the business side of it and make them laugh and make them cry. Like I really, um, whoever's on there, it's going to be a slew of roller coaster, different people and different conversations, but you know, I'm, I'm so excited about the podcast. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited. I'm super to be excited in- for you. I'm super excited to be interviewed. You know, you're only, I think my, I mean, you're, I've only had a handful of, um, being on podcasts too. So this is very cool for me, um, to, you know, to get on and be the one being interviewed. Um, so thank you again for having me. Of course, of course. What would you say is the biggest struggle that you have overcome throughout your entrepreneurship journey? Um, there's, I could name a couple because it's always a different, you know, there's always a different struggle. Right. But I think trusting myself and my instincts because I have no entrepreneurial, no business exactly. owner, no background and no one in the family. I mean, my uncle owns trailer parks and had a barbecue spot, but a little different. Um, (laughs) like I didn't really have a mentor. I had to go latch on to people. And so that kind of made, and I did, you'll hear that on my podcast quite a few times. I did latch on to people and surround myself where I liked what they were doing. And I just learned. Um, but I, I think the hardest thing was trust going from that to trusting myself. So when the business grew, I felt very insecure in moments and, and it really did affect me. Um, when I would go home and go to bed, like lack of sleep, anxiety, um, even like some depression and things like that, because, you know, I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I could trust myself. And then I was like, this is not going to get me down. And I 100% started journaling, meditating, all the things that people say to do that. I was like, whatever, that doesn't work. It does. And I started or did for me. And um, I'd say that was hard to stop running a business and then to also take time from being a mom and take care of myself. That was a challenge to take care of me because I can't be the best business owner, friend, mom, 
motivator and like any of that without trust by without taking care of me. And then I started to trust myself more because I was taking care of myself more. So I think that that was really hard because I'm such a servant. I was such a give, 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 giver that I was like, wait, I have to take time for myself too. I don't have time for that. And it made me insecure in business. Like, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I would second guess myself because I was running myself too thin right? and making mistakes and not clearly making decisions. So when I cleared that up, it still happens, but I have more confidence in myself. And I think that comes from taking care of myself by like taking deep breaths and doing um, affirmations and journaling and, um, you know, setting goals and watching them happen. And I, I wouldn't have gained that confidence without doing those motions. I probably would still be the insecure imposter, um, business company owner, whatever, you know, to this day. Yeah, no, it definitely starts all within yourself. Like how can you be a great mom (laughs) and and business owner if you, if you aren't even taking care of yourself? So I love to hear that. I love that you made that you know, that sacrifice and, and you are putting yourself first and foremost, and that's going to show up in your company and as mom and every area of your life. So it's huge. So Michelle, I know we're getting to the end of the episode here, but I do have one last question. Any big focus or desire for the next six months within the podcast, within the business? Um, I want to, um, I really, we changed everything with the company. We used to be, be natural, be healthy, be tan. I was more ingredient focused. Now I'm more empowering women one tan at a time because it's not, it's about feeling good. It's not about changing your whole skin tone because the product doesn't do that. It just enhances it. Um, you know, we help women feel good through helping them start, start their own little business through the, you, you know, using the company branding and all of that. So I, our new thing is if y'all saw that car, you would not think it was that loud. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, it was like the teeny tiniest car with like the loudest noise. It sounds like me. Um, but I think, I, I think just the impact, like, and I know it sounds cliche and everybody's saying it, but I really, from the core of my being want to help others. Um, and that is where I'm going with the company, with the podcast, with my life. That is the core of where I want to go because thank God. And I could get teary eyed saying this, thank God I had the people around me and I want to be that, um, always for others. So I have this fire inside of me that is just like ready to, um, do good things and, and, um, hopefully rub off on others. Like I had, you know, a really good group of people that, um, rubbed off on me. So that's, that's where I, that's where I want to go. Well, you're already on that direction and path and look how many people you've already helped. So it's incredible. I'm so excited for you, especially with the podcast just starting. Like this is only the beginning. Oh my goodness. I'm really excited. And I already love it so much. I'm like 200 downloads. That is amazing. Like I can't even believe it. Um, I can't even believe it. So um, bear with me, people. I'm just learning. And and I am so up for constructive criticism. I love it. Like, tell me, I want to, I want to do what you want to hear. So if anybody listens to it, hops on to the Beat Goes On podcast, I'm here for it. Tell me what you think. I love it. That's the ultimate entrepreneur. Open to, you know, learning more, open to criticism. Give it to me. Love it. (laughs) 
Yeah. This is great. Well, Michelle, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on my show and add such value talking about your story. I mean, the struggle of being a single mom and, you know, what it took to get you to where you are today and talk about the business and the podcast. You were a rock star. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come on and share that with my listeners and myself. But if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way to go about, you know, reaching out? Maybe they want to partner up. Um, yeah, so you can, I'm on LinkedIn, Michelle Peth. Um, I also have a LinkedIn for Beat Tan. It's B-E-E-T-T-A-N. Again, a sunless tanner made from beets, so Beat Tan. Um, Beat Tan up underscore official is our main page. Cause like I said, we have several locations and then the beat goes on podcast or type in Michelle Peth and you'll, you'll find me on Instagram and my emails, Michelle at beattan.com. I think that's all of it. Um, but you can find everything on beattan.com, um, for sure. And, and that number on my website goes to one of our, one of three people's cell phones and I'm included. So I always want to stay super involved. I don't care how big I get. Love it. Thank you so much, Michelle. This has been such a privilege to have you on today to share your story and talk about everything that you got going on. I appreciate it. I love it. Thank you so much. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on the show just like Michelle did today to talk about your story, talk about the podcast and the business, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.